Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or a teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael E. Tom, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. Help us, Lord. Follow the example of the Israelites who walked into the promised land. We as a church Father, we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name. The church said, Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. We come fully intending to walk out on the promises of God in regards to this edifice. this vision. We have been challenging you to get there before you get there. And I want to challenge the young folk of our sanctuary on youth day. Two young ladies that prayed this morning. Next time you pray, imagine that you're in this place. Young men that are standing on the walls and the doors today. Next time, imagine that you're in your place in this edifice. Get there before you get there. Because somebody here is going to get there. Can't say who. I wish we all could get there. Hello, somebody. Amen. 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 Bethlehem. Sure enough. And how are we going to do it? Leave it. Leave it. Amen. I'm going to share the love. The first thing we got to do is we got to live it. Because if we don't live it, then nobody's going to want to take it. We're going to try to give it. Hello, somebody. You're living a hypocritical life. Your witness is messed up. Come on. But when people see you changing, mm-hmm. see the difference as Deacon shared in his Sunday school lesson about how the friends could see a difference in his life because of the power of the Holy Spirit at work. This is what we have to do. We've got to live it and we've got to give it. We challenge you all month to be brave. Joshua 1 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be disturbed. For the Lord your God will be with you. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. If you believe in that promise, you probably wouldn't just be sitting at home doing nothing. Come on. You believe that God is going to be with you wherever you go. Amen. Somebody would probably want to take a walk. Hello, somebody. Somebody would probably try to take a risk. Come on. Hello, somebody. Because you can't lose when God is on your side. Amen. 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 So we want to challenge you this year of 2014 to be brave. Amen. 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 
This morning we're going to share a message entitled God Before Us. God Before Us. We're looking at Joshua chapter 3 verses 14 through 17. Joshua chapter 3 verses 14 through 17. Please stand in reference to the word of God. Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor. neighbor, I'm going to stand on this word. I'm going to stand on this word. Let's read this out loud together on three. One, two, three. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant ahead of them. Out of Jordan, we have flesh saints all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan, and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped boiling. It piled up in a heap a great distance away, at a town called Adam, in the vicinity of Zephyr, down to the sea of the right man. And as the Dead Sea was completely cut off, so the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord were stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground, while all areas were passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on the dry ground. Amen. You may be seated in the household Amen. of the Lord. Today we're going to talk about, in a message entitled, God Before Us, we're going to talk about Father God, we're going to talk about the floodgates, and we're going to talk about... Pete Grazing. Father God, good gauge, and Pete Grazing. And I want Christians to know today that Christians, uh, we want you to know that God goes before the Christian who will step out on his word. Amen. God goes before the Christian who will step out on his word. Now, this undoubtedly, you know, fascinates me. This text fascinates me because I believe that it is a reflection of what's going on in our church today. I believe that God is calling us to do some things that could possibly turn the world upside down. If he could take 12 disciples and turn the world upside down, then in this place this morning we got enough folk who can turn the world upside down. But we as a church have to come to the place where we are able to step out on the promises of God. Have to come to a place where we can have to stop being afraid of the challenge that is ahead. Have to come to a place where we take God at his word people of Israel are at that place right now. In chapter 1, God promises Joshua that he can have every place that his feet set. Hello, somebody. And as I illustrated on that Sunday by walking around the church, if God says that I can have every place my feet step, then naturally I'm going to want to take a walk. As a matter of fact, I'm going to want to take a long walk. Hello, somebody. And Joshua had to be encouraged to overcome fear. Hello, somebody. That's why God tells him to be strong and courageous. God is still saying to someone here today to be strong and courageous task before you is compared to God is a minuscule task. Hello somebody. As I shared before God had told him that he was going to give
lived in a land flowing with milk and honey. But that generation before this wanted to take the scouts out and they wanted to take a vote. And they came back and ten scouts came back with a negative report saying, Oh, there's four to five cities in the land. And there's giants over there. Hello, somebody. God knew that that land flowing with milk and honey had fortified cities, but to God it didn't mean anything. God knew that that land over there had giants in it that, that he wanted to give his children, but to God, uh, compared to him, they were as small as the sands on the seashore. Hello, somebody. And there's somebody here today, oh, you've got to oh, change your point of view, you change your point of reference. God wants you to have something, but all you can see is the challenges as opposed to seeing the God that you serve. Come on, God. Come on. Somebody in here is going to finally get, like these people in the text, they, they finally got it. Uh, they, they finally came to the conclusion where if they were going to uh, oh inherit the land, they were going to actually have to cross the Jordan and go get it. Hello, somebody. And this is where we are in the text this morning is that the children of Israel would have to cross the Jordan and, and, and God is like this. There's already fortified cities over there. There's already giants over there. But he wants me to cross the Jordan in flood season. Hello, somebody. And for somebody, God is saying, I'm not going to make it any easier for you to step out by faith. Come on. Hello, somebody. You're going to have to step out, and you're going to have to step out right now. It's not going to ever look easy. Hello, somebody. It's not going to ever be easy. But with me, you can do the impossible. With me, I'm a miracle-working God. And this is where we come in the text. And this little song helps us to get context about what was uh, about to happen. Uh, and, and I want you to listen and, and, and look at the scripture or jot the scripture down. This is the literal Jordan, by the way. times we don't read about the miraculous work that it took for God to uh, stop up the Jordan River. 
But that's what we have in this text. God literally, as you saw in the pictures, stopped up the Jordan River. And the first thing that we note in the text is God, oh, Father God. Hello, somebody. And that's what the Ark of the Covenant uh, would represent uh, in the text. The Ark of the Covenant would represent uh, God the Father. Oh, and the Ark of the Covenant, as you saw, uh, the way it looked, uh, oh, had on the inside of it. Can anybody tell me what the Ark of the Covenant had on the inside of it? All right, the Ten Commandments. Hello, somebody. And, and, and the Ten Commandments was a, a representation of who God was. Amen. And that's why you cannot conquer anything without knowing the Word of God. Hello, somebody. Oh, and God says that He wants you to go out and conquer. God says He wants you to go out and take your blessings. God says that He wants to do some marvelous and some miraculous things in your life. But you cannot do it without the Word of God. Amen. Hello, somebody. You cannot do it without being obedient to the Word of God. And it seems like it's an oxymoron there. Why is the Word of God so important to the miracles? Oh, why is the Word of God so important oh, to the people of God? The Word of God is important because, oh, they literally, the Word of God literally means, oh, can literally mean the breath of God. Oh, and when we study the Word of God, we're learning how to breathe spiritually. Hello, somebody. We're learning how to breathe spiritually. And we're learning about the life that we can have uh, on this realm or in this realm uh, when we study the Word of God and obey it. Hello, somebody. And there is no conquering unless you study the Word of God. You put it as a, 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 a point of your reference. Hello, somebody. And that, this is what they did. Isn't it what they did? It says what? And the priest carried the Ark of the Covenant, uh, went ahead of them. Hello, somebody. You'd have thought that, that God would have had the warriors go before. Come on. Hello, somebody. After all, just in case, uh, oh, they're waiting on the other side. Uh, oh, we'll have the warriors uh, to go before us. Uh, but at the very least, uh, you would think we'll have all the men folk uh, go ahead first. Uh, you would think that. But no, God uh, had the Ark of the Covenant, which is symbolic of Him. And in that Ark was uh, the Word of God. God went before them. Hello, somebody. Before we get the message entitled, God before us. And if God, we, we like to hear and say many times now, if God is for us, as the word said, God says, who can stand against us? But guess what? If God is not only for us, but if he is before us, then what? Who? Or can, not, not only just who, but what? Hello, somebody. <laughs> Let me say that again. Not only who, because who symbolizes a person? Hello, somebody. But, oh, if God is before you, uh, what can be against you? Amen. Hello, somebody. Which means uh, the floods uh, could not be against the people of God because God was before them. Hello, somebody. In our nation today, they say from New England to down near Atlanta, Georgia, there's flooding going on. Hello, somebody. And there's some folk oh, that need to know oh, about the power of God. Oh, and that God, when you put God first, oh, the floods can't stand against you when you put God first. It's like that proverbial oh, oh, saying in the text oh, 
about building your house upon the rock. Hello, somebody. Because when you build your house upon the rock, oh, nothing can come against it. Floods can't come against it. Storms can't come against it. And we're seeing in our day and time that there are a lot of folk that are not building upon the rock of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we can tell it not in good times, but we can tell it in bad times. Because bad times for them, they'll be taken away. They'll be taken away from church in bad times. They'll be taken away from studying the Word of God in bad times. They'll be taken away from God Himself in bad times. Because in bad times, they'll be posing the question, where is God in all of this? Or they'll feel forsaken by God in the midst of it. But God and those of us who know the words, we know oh, that, oh, that God will never forsake us. We know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. So that when the storms and the flood hit, oh, we have the ark of the covenant before us. Oh, God before us. Oh, we will not be swept away by the trials and the storms in this life. In Jesus' name, say to your neighbor, neighbor, call neighbor, don't be swept away by the storms in this life, by the Jordans in your life. Because God said and told him, oh, to take the ark of the covenant of the Lord before them and to step out in that Jordan. Oh, and that ark of the covenant had the Ten Commandments in it. And they stepped out in that Jordan. And the Jordan had to hush. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, call neighbor. When God the Father is for you, everything has to hush. Hello, somebody. Everything has to hush. When God is for you, hello, somebody. But when God is before you, Everything has to hush. Everything has to stop. It can't get to you like, uh, and for some, uh, oh, uh, you've noticed this. You've got some enemies. Uh, you've got some haters. Uh, but your haters can't get to you. Hello, somebody. Your haters uh, want you fired. Uh, but you just got an employee of the year. Hello, somebody. Because when God uh, is before you, uh, oh, nobody can come against Amen. you. Amen. Hello, somebody. And we're praying this prayer, this Silas prayer. You hear me pray uh, many times, especially when I'm praying. I ask God to do what? To, to go before me or go before you to make uh, the rough places smooth. Uh, to shatter the doors of bronze uh, and to cut through uh, the iron bars. Uh, that's Isaiah 45, 2. Uh, and you'll hear me say uh, uh, 3. Uh, Isaiah 45, 3. Uh, he says, I'll go and I'll give you the treasures of darkness, uh, the hidden wealth uh, in secret places so that you may know uh, that it is I the Lord, the God of Israel who uh, calls you by your name. Uh, hello somebody, somebody that learn uh, to keep that ark uh, of the covenant uh, before them. Somebody that know uh, how to keep uh, the word of God uh, before you. Uh, I said you better learn how to keep uh, the word of God before you say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, you better keep that word before you. Hello, somebody. Because that word is God Himself. Hello, somebody. The breathe out word of God. Hello, somebody. Then if God says it, that settles it. Hello, somebody. That is key. Hello, somebody. That is key. This Next little video is really a good illustration of what happened in the text and gives some good uh, uh, area views of, of, of what the Jordan and what they were going through. Uh, the Jordan, and, and as I've been studying this, I, I look forward because I may have the opportunity to go to Israel in 2016. I've been asked to, to host a group of people to, and if, if, if the Lord say the same, I, I'm going to go and I'm going to see this for myself. 
and just the, the terrain, and you'll see the terrain where the, the Jordan starts out uh, up kind of in the mountains, runs about 25 miles, and, and, and goes into the Sea of Galilee. What happened at the Sea of Galilee? Can anybody tell me what happened at the Sea of Galilee? That's where the fishermen were. Hello, somebody. And the Jordan flows out of the Sea of Galilee, and I think it's 60-something miles all the way down to the Dead Sea, where nothing can live. Hello, somebody. And they are in between that Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee, and they're at that place. The crossing was thought to be at that same place where Elijah was taken up by God. Can anybody tell me what happened after Elijah was taken up by God? Can anybody tell me? Elisha did what? He took up his mantle and did what? What the waters of what? Now the waters of the Jordan. Hello, somebody. Somebody been set in the book. Hello, somebody. But this is a good illustration of what what went on and the biblical account as well. Crossing the Jordan River. Look, Israelites are crossing the Jordan River. But where is the water? Literal Jordan. Because lots of rain falls at that time of year, the river was very full just a few minutes before. But now the water is all gone. And the Israelites are going across on dry land just as they did at the Red Sea. Where did all the water go? This is the Little Let's Jordan. See. When it's the time down came for the Israelites to cross the Jordan River, this is what Jehovah had Joshua going into people. the Dead Sea. The priests should take the Ark of the Covenant and go ahead of us. When they put their feet into the waters of the Jordan River, then the waters will stop running. So the priests pick up the Ark of the Covenant and carry it ahead of the people. The covenant. When they come to the Jordan, the priests step right into the water. It is running very strong and deep. But as soon as their feet touch the water, the water begins to stop running. It is a miracle. Amen. That's Upstream, Adam right Jehovah there. They crossed the down waters. here. So, soon there is no so more water in the river. To back up. The priests who are carrying the Ark Let's of the see. Covenant go right out into the middle of the dry river. Gilgal. Gilgal leads over here to where? As they stand there, all the Israelites walk right Somebody across knows. the Jordan River on dry it land. with a J. When Jericho. everyone has gone across... Jehovah has Joshua tell court. those strong men, go into the river where the priests are standing with the Ark of the Covenant. Pick up twelve stones and stack them where you all stay tonight. Yeah. Then in the future, when your children ask what these stones mean, you should tell them that the water stopped running when Jehovah's Ark of the Covenant crossed the Jordan. The stones will remind you of this miracle. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is, and, and that's why I like to say this, what we're talking about, was literally happened. Amen. Sometimes we're so far away, we don't realize that this literally happened. And if God can cause that to literally happen over there, Hello, somebody. In regards to his purposes, in regards to his promise, uh, then what can God do over here? Hello, somebody. He can, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And he can still do miracles uh, today. Uh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, God can do miracles today. And, and you got to realize that it's miracles because, like I said, God's not going to make it easy. When it was time to cross the Jordan, oh, I, I, I probably would have said, maybe we should wait till uh, after the harvest and let uh, the river go back uh, and not be in flood stage. Hello, somebody. As we talk about flood gauge. It says, now the Jordan is at flood stage during the harvest. Oh, so oh, we have God the Father telling them to go out and conquer the land. A land full of milk and honey, but a land filled with giants and fortified cities. And before we even get all over into the land, we run into our first big problem. And the first big problem is, oh, God wants us to cross the Jordan. And the Jordan is flooded. Hello, somebody. The Jordan is flooded. And I couldn't help but to think, oh, there's somebody.
God. But you barely made it. Oh, and you barely made it because all oh, the circumstances has flooded you out. Oh, you barely made it because there's a flood in your body. You barely made it. Oh, because you have a flood of trials that comes at you. Oh, one time after another. In the same way that Job had that flood of trials to hit him. All at one time, you may be like Sister Eta and got the flood while you were at church because he learned about her sister in Sunday school. And there's somebody up in here, you're flooded out. Oh, and you're wondering where God is. Oh, at flood stage. Oh, you're wondering and you're thinking that if God really loved me, there would never be a flood. If God really loved me, I wouldn't have to deal with the floods in my life. But God says, I've got the flood there for a reason. I'm going to show you that I'm bigger than any flood in your life. I'm going to show you oh, that I'm still God in the midst of the trials, in the midst of the tribulation, in the midst of the floods of life. And then I'm going to tell you, like I told those disciples, oh, in the middle of the storm, oh, I told them before the storm came, come, let us go to the other side. But they ran into a storm, and the storm began to flood them out because the boat started taking on water. Hello, somebody. Oh, and they were going to be flooded out. Oh, but God was putting them to a test, and God wanted him to have enough faith to stand in the midst of the storm and say, peace, be still, in Jesus' name. Oh, but they didn't have enough faith to do that, so at the very least, they went down and they woke up Jesus, and they woke up Jesus like somebody came in the household today, carries thy not what's happening to me. God says, I do care what's happening to you. You're just in a flood stage right now. I just want to set you up to show you my miracle working power. I'm setting you up. And the reason why you can't build like you want to build is because I'm setting you up. Oh, the reason why your marriage is not the way you want it because I'm setting you up. The reason why your bank account not the way you want to want it. I'm setting you up because I'm going to show out. Oh, I'm going to show up and I'm going to show out. And that's what God did during the flood gates, during the flood stage. He told them to take me, oh, with them out into the Jordan. Hello, somebody, somebody. God is saying, I want you to take me back. Take me back to where you're going. Take me back to work. Oh, take me back to your marriage. Take me back Oh, to your bank account. Take me back. Take my word and take me at my word. Oh, and when you take me at my word, miracles can happen. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, you better take God at his word, especially in flood time. In Jesus' name, especially in flood times, you better learn to take God at his word. You better learn to ignore the floods. Learn to ignore the rain. Learn to ignore it all because God is before you. Hello, somebody. God is before you. First Chronicles 12, 15 says, it was they who what crossed the Jordan in the first month when it was what overflowing, overflowing all its banks. Hello, somebody. And what else happened? And they put to flight to what to everyone in the valley to the what to the east, east and, to the, and to the west. Hello, somebody. God was setting them up for a miracle. God was setting them up to show up and show out. It was blood stage. Oh, but God said. On over. Somebody's here. You're in flood stage. But God says to cross on over. Somebody here don't know how they're going to make it. But God says cross on over. God says I see the flood. God says I see the rain. God says I see the trials. God says I see the tribulation. But you better get ready to take a walk. 
in Jesus name oh I know that things are flooded in your life but guess what I'm not flooded hello somebody in Jesus name I can see that you're about oh to drown but God says I'm not about to drown hello somebody in Jesus name in Jesus name but God says cross over the flood, flood gates. Look at the flood gates. Now it's time to cross over. Hello, somebody. God always does it opposite. <laughs> see, 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 God, God, see, God says, uh, uh, when the church is full, he don't want us to move. But when the church is empty, now it's time to move. Hello, somebody. He does things backwards, it seems. Our thoughts are not his thoughts and his ways are not our ways. Hello, somebody. He, he, and it seems backwards to us, but God is always frontward. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And he's not limited to our resources. Hello, somebody. He, he's not limited to our resources. But in order to get your miracle, this is what you're going to have to do. You got to do what some Christians hate to do. Can, can anybody tell me what some Christians hate to do? Get wet. Hello, somebody. You say, preacher, why do you say Christians hate to get wet? Let it rain on a Sunday morning. Hello, somebody. And every preacher will let you know this. Every time it rains, now we don't know whether they, they don't like to get wet or they just be asleep. Hello, somebody. Because it's easier to sleep during the rain. Hello, somebody. But anyway, on Monday if it rains, hello, somebody. They're going to go to work. <laughs> hello, somebody. Jordan, little Jordan. Mention of the 200 times in the biblical text is one of the fastest growing rivers of its size. Beginning at the foot of Mount Vernon, the Jordan travels about 25 miles before emptying into the Sea of Galilee. It continues to flow from the southern end of the sea and winds its way to the Dead Sea, about 65 miles away, where Gilgal, the place of Jesus' crucifixion, was. Interestingly enough, no flesh could live in the Dead Sea, so the currency of the Jordan River carries the live flesh to the place of death. While the animals such as panthers, jackals, and boars were missed the river as an obstacle to anyone crossing the river. Once in the waters, various flesh-eating fish would begin to bite at the ones crossing its flesh. Amen. A literal joy. Yeah. And God says in that place, it, you got to get your feet wet. Oh, <laughs> Isn't it what it says? And they touch, and their feet what touch the water's edge. Hello, somebody. It was at flood stage, but their feet touch the water's edge. Hello, somebody. And what happened? Rivers were upstream, stopped flowing. Hello, somebody. All the way back there at Adam, and I, I kind of tried to show you that. Adam looked like it was a, back a little ways. Uh, but when you will notice that. The Jordan didn't stop flowing until what? Until their feet touched it. Hello, somebody. Now that's faith. Hello, somebody. Many times we we, we want God to, to work, but, but we don't have enough faith to get our feet wet. Hello, somebody. Or uh, 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 we like to say it in, in, in sports, uh, sports uh, is it sports terms or some other terms where you say you don't have any skin in the game. It's, it's, there's no risk. That's, that's, that's what hope. Uh, they want God to move without, and the risk for the Christian is faith. Hello, somebody. And you heard me describe what faith is. Uh, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's not me, that's the word of God, Hebrews 11. Uh, but, but I've always described as faith being very practical. Now, how were they going to cross over the Jordan River without getting their feet wet? It's very practical. And if we want God to move and work in our church, we've got to get 
our feet wet. Hello, somebody. But it's just not our feet that's wet, though, you see, because their feet were connected to what? The Ark of the Covenant, the Word of God. <laughs> See, if you step out with just you by yourself, uh, with your own feet, guess what? You don't get swept away. Hello, somebody. But if you get your feet wet, uh, oh, and you caught the Word of God with you, then miracles uh, can happen. Uh, in other words, when you obey the Word of God, miracles can happen. That's why, oh, at your job, uh, you don't need to be cursing out uh, your boss. Uh, you say, oh, but I believe God has given me the victory, so I'm going to cuss him out. Uh, no, that's not biblical. That's you are giving your own feet wet by yourself. But if you at work and you obey the word of God, what does God tell you to do with your leaders? Actually, he says to submit to your leaders. Hello, somebody. Oh, what does God say for those that oh may do your own? Bless those who uh, curse you and would pray for those that despitefully use you. Hello, somebody. Now, that is the opposite of God. Hello, somebody. Like in the text, Oh, flood says you want me to cross. In my real life, that's opposite. I don't want to bless those who curse me. I don't want to pray for those that despitefully use me. That's the opposite. No, that's getting your feet wet. And when you get your feet wet, guess what? God can make your enemies what? Your footstools. Hello, somebody. David said, Oh, that thou preparest a place for me, what? In the presence of of my enemies. Hello, sir. My enemy. When you when you step out and get your feet wet on the word of God, God will bless you right in front of those folk who hate you the most. Hello, somebody. Those folk that are drinking up that haterade will be invited to a banquet just for you. Hello, somebody. Oh, but you gotta get your feet wet. You gotta obey the word of God. Was it their idea to go? in the land. No, it was God's idea. Hello, somebody. It was God's word that was leading them there. Hello, somebody. Is it God that wants us to build this building? Hello, somebody. Some spiritual people say, yeah. And guess what? And if God wants us to build this building, we've got to get our feet wet. We ain't got no skin in the game yet. Hello, somebody. We we, we got to get our feet wet. We got to. Well, how can we get our feet wet? We got the vi- we got the vision right there. How can we get our feet wet? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Oh, Dick says, go ahead and break the ground. <laughs> got to get our feet wet. Hello, somebody. Yeah, paying the bill and fun is a good one too. Hello, somebody. That's a real good one. How many in here don't raise your hand? Who's supporting the building fund? Don't raise your hand because I don't want to, you know, feel sad. <laughs> See, you, you ain't getting your feet wet. Hello, somebody. It ain't costing you nothing. Woo. I, I, I'm going to put it this way and, and I'm going to move on. Uh, charity is a very dangerous thing because you can ruin people off your charity. Mm-hmm. Hello, somebody. In other words, where people become dependent upon you. Hello, somebody. And they don't know how to take or treat that which they get for free. When I used to work uh, in South Dallas, we used to have clothing drives to help some folk that would need clothes. And we used to give those clothes away for free. And one thing that we noticed when we gave those clothes for free, we'd go in the back alley and notice that some of the clothes were thrown away. Hello, they take it and they throw it away. They have no value for it. But then when we asked them to get their feet wet, to put a little skin in the game, to pay a dollar, to pay uh, uh, as low as 25 cents, to pay $5, guess what? They, they did it, but when they did it, guess what? We didn't find no place to throw them away. <laughs> they, they didn't throw it away because they put value to it because they had 
skin in the gang. Hello, somebody. Pay for it. Hello, somebody. Many of us don't have value to the vision of building this church because we don't have no skin in the game. We're not putting our money where our mouth is. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. No, no investments. And even we haven't even paid for anything yet. Nothing. The, the, the vision that we have came for free. Now, 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 and I praise God for the vision for, for the man who, who wrote it. I mean, who drew it. I, I praise God for that. But most of us probably don't have no value to it because it, don't co- it didn't cost us anything. Hello, somebody. Now, let us have to pay an architect $10,000. It, it's gonna, it's not gonna, it'll, it'll stop being just a vision. Hey, now we're gonna have to do something. <laughs> we invested in this now. Hey, hey we're gonna have to do something. We done paid for this. Hello, son. We got to get our feet wet. And the same thing that, that it comes to building a building also. Oh, for. Oh, for those that we want to get saved, we got to get our feet wet. We got to do like we used to do. We got to put our ten most wanted list together, the new one. Yeah. How many in here don't raise your hand and put your new ten most wanted in this box? How many? And then once you get it done, we want you to put it in the box. It'll be there. But not only that, but we want you to, oh, on every third Wednesday to fast and pray from 8 to 8. That's what we used to do. And God moved in a miraculous way from 8 to 8. Because we put some skin in the game. Hello, somebody. We, we, we invested something. Hello, somebody. That's what God wants us to do. Amen. He wants miracles to happen in this place. But we've got to have enough belief for it to happen. Hello, somebody. It it, it happens the same way with individuals. Hello, somebody. What is it that you want God to do? do? For God to move. You say, you want God to give you a bachelor's degree. Okay, that's good. That's nice. You want a bachelor's degree, but guess what? You got to get your feet wet. You got to enroll. Hello, somebody. (laughs) 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 And what's the other step? (laughs) You got to go to class. Thank you. (laughs) Because there's some folks that enroll, but what? Don't show up to the class. You got to pay the tuition. Hello, somebody. You know, a college, folks go to class more than high school. You know why? Because they pay for it themselves. Hello, somebody. You got to get your feet wet for whatever God is calling you to do. We, we like to make God mystical, you know, mystical. And we leave the practical things of God out. Come on. Hello, somebody. God is very practical. I can run around the church. That don't mean I'm spirit filled because I'm running around the church. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I can run up the wall, literally. That don't mean I'm spirit filled and that I believe God. Hello, somebody. What 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 shows you and, and God that you believe is when you take those practical yep. steps. Oh, to do what God called you to do. Right. Hello, somebody. And there's some, and that's the reason why a lot of folks don't keep their uh, their resolutions, you know. And they may pray, Lord, help me to lose this weight. The doctor says I should lose the weight. The doctor says I'll be a lot more healthy. The doctor said I'll be able to get off these pills I'm taking. Lord, help me to lose uh, this weight. You can pray all you want. But you gotta take him at his word and believe that he can help you. And then you gotta make some practical steps. If you wanna lose weight, what is the most practical step that you can take to lose weight? <laughs> Stop eating that bad stuff. <laughs> Hello, somebody. It says 80% your diet, and then it's 20% exercise. Hello, somebody. And we all know the good food that we shouldn't be eating. 
Hello, somebody. I don't like to talk about this because I make enemies. <laughs> I love the food, too. <laughs> but if, if I, if I want to lose weight and I believe God wants me to lose weight, then I've got to clean up my diet. And then I've got to do some exercises. Hello, somebody. Practical! Exactly. We thank God just going to let us just drop. We're going to be sitting one day watching the biggest news and we're going to lose all that weight. <laughs> it don't work like that. It's practical. People, people say, I want God to make me a millionaire. I want him to bless me. And, and, and folk want to be a millionaire. Oh, they, they go out and play the lotto. They say, you got, a, you, got a, you got a better chance of being struck by lightning than to win the lotto. <laughs> but there are, you don't hear this when you talk about lightning, but there are some folk that get struck. <laughs> Not with the lightning, but with the lotto. You say, boom, there are some people that win. Hello, somebody. But most people that become wealthy and keep it, they've got to take the risk of starting their own business. Hello, somebody. You complain about working for the man. Stop complaining and become the man. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Start a business. Yeah, that takes an investment. You gotta have skin in the game. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. He said, like, "Well, preacher, I, I'd rather just invest in stocks and bonds. That's intelligent gambling." Hello, somebody. You you don't play a role in the outcome, but when you start your own business, guess what? Most people who make it, they work very hard. We're very practically in doing the things they need to do to become a success. Hello, somebody. We've got to get our feet wet. Stop being so spiritually minded that you're no earthly good. That's deep, that's deep, that's deep. Paul said it this way. Faith without works is dead. Hello, somebody. Faith without works is dead. You heard me describe it this way. It's like two oars in a boat. Oh, there's a lot of Christians say they have faith and they're rowing with one oar. And when you just row with one oar, what's going to happen? You're going round in circles. Oh, you have faith. Oh, uh, but you only do the works and you row. What you going to do? You're going to go around in circles the other way. But, but if you want God to work and move, it's got to be faith and works together. And when you roll together, guess what? What you going to do? You're going to go straight. Hello, somebody. You're going to move. Hello, somebody. And that's what you've got to do in 2014 if you want the victory. Oh, you got to believe that God oh, is God. And you've got to ignore the circumstances like the floods. And you've got to be willing to, to, to graze your feet and get your feet wet. Hello, somebody. You've got to take some practical steps oh, to be healed. Hello, somebody. To be set free. Hello, somebody. To prosper. Oh, in 2014 you've got to stop having that victim mentality and you've got to take God at his word and step out on faith in Jesus name and they say what the preacher preached about this morning all you got to say is that the preacher said to take God at his word and step out on faith because that's what they did in the text they took God at his word literally took his word with them and they stepped out on faith during the flood stage. Hello, somebody. When is a good time to believe God? Oh, the flood stage is a good time to believe God. Hello, somebody. But I've said too much. And we've gone over time. All eyes closed, heads about. Deacons, will you come? Deacons, will you come? Heads bowed, saints are praying. I'm so glad that Jesus stepped, stepped out of faith because he trusted God the Father. In the Garden of Gethsemane when he said, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. The flood gauge of death was coming, but he said, Lord, not my will, 
but thy will be done. They mocked him, they scorned him, they crucified him. And when they mocked him and scorned him and crucified him, they put a crown on his head and a cross on his back. Led him through the hills or the streets called the streets of Jordan to a hill called Galgah. He was getting his feet wet. They took him to that hill called Galgatha and nailed him to that cross. He was getting his feet wet. Raised him up between two thieves. He was getting his feet wet. Gave up the ghost and entered into the flood stage of the circumstance death. Death flooded in on the first day. Death flooded in on the second day. I'm so glad that the Bible says that Jesus overcame the flood of death on the third day and got up with all power in his hands. And because he got up, guess what? Today you can get up. You can get up out of that flood. You can come down here and say, Preacher, pray for me. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms. And his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. 
We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at Word at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.